Happy New Year, Grapple Maniacs! Welcome to episode 23 of Acceptable in the 90s, the wrestling podcast that makes Joan Collins wetter than a Cinzano bottle-wielding Leonard Rossiter ever could. I hope the meat ciders have had an amazing Christmas and that you all got the Hasbros and Super Nintendo games that you wanted. And I hope that Santa didn't make too much of a mess from coming down your chimney. Seaman is such a persistent stain. Well folks, as you will no doubt be aware, this first episode of 2023 is a New Year's surprise! I thought you guys deserved a little break away from Vince McMahon's anabolic wank bank for another week, and I've chosen a doozy! If you recall, I passed comments on a previous episode that WCW had new tag team champions in stunning Steve Austin and flying Brian Pillman, collectively known as the Hollywood Blondes. The title change was filmed in advance for broadcast on the March 27th episode of WCW Worldwide. Now, despite being a massive fan of both guys, I'd never watched this match previously, so my little New Year's treat to you is to review the episode in full. And when I say in full, I mean that literally. Yes, crew, this episode of Acceptable is the bane of all wrestling podcast fans. A watch-along! Now, for full disclosure, the watch-along audio was recorded while the kids were around, so there may be a guest host or two with me for the ride. Now, if you would like to watch along with me, you can find the episode on YouTube. Just search for WCW Worldwide, March 27, 1993. And props go to the excellent Lee Garrett for putting the episode up there. This guy has an absolute treasure trove of classic content, so do subscribe if that sort of thing tickles your actual, or metaphorical, testes. So, fam. Without further ado, we cut to a big meaty cool from the recent past to take us on a journey into one of 1993's most pleasing title changes. Catch you in a little while. Thank you very much, big meaty cool from the future. And Happy New Year, Meat Ciders. Welcome to the Acceptable in the 90s New Year's special for New Year's Eve 2022. I hope you've all had a lovely Christmas and welcome to the first and possibly only watch-along of the Acceptable Era. We're going to be looking at WCW Worldwide from March the 27th, 1993. Credit goes to the excellent Lee Gareth for putting this up on his YouTube page. So we're all set up. Uh, you can search for this on YouTube on the old YouTube Aruba. You can tell I didn't write any of this down, can't you? By looking for WCW Worldwide, March 27th, 1993, and this will pop up. So I'm all queued up at 0.00. .00. Hopefully you all are too. I'm sorry if the sound's a bit full in the mix. It's just that I've not watched this episode before, and I just want to catch some of the commentary and ongoing bits as well, so that I can either talk about it or take the mick, whatever comes first. So... On three, two, one, play. Oh, and it looks like we've got a bit of a cold open here, folks. We've got the awesome 90s-centric WCW logo. 
and I used to love Worldwide as a kid, I really did. I used to love recording it on ITV in our local region and watching matches, so hopefully this isn't too jobberific. But we've got Johnny B. Bad coming out first, and I've got to say, mate, there are not enough sequins in the world. Oh, popping some uh, lips on a on a prepubescent girl there, if you'll pardon the pun. Uh, is it Johnny B. Bad or is it Jimmy B. Bad? Am I right? And he's squaring off against Danny Deese, one of WCW's awesome jobbers on Retainer. So this is going to be a good match. It sounds like we've got Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura stinking the place out. So that should be good. And uh, I love the Johnny B. Bad character, I really do. But you kind of wonder if he'd get away with this much, um, let's say, crotchular gyrating in uh, 2022. But thankfully we don't have that to worry about, do we? And there he is with his bad blaster, spraying his muck all over the fans. Oh, pardon. But they are enjoying it. Sorry for the croaky voice, guys. It's been uh, quite a virusy new year in the Bellis household. Uh, sorry, the big meaty cool household. Kayfabe, kayfabe. And he's ready to go. You know, Johnny B. Bad was a really well put together bloke as well I mean he's a better worker than most people give him credit for and he looked the part it was just a shame that he was mostly opening match fodder uh, for his WCW career um, but yeah he's doing well nice little lock up into an arm bar there from Johnny B and a fireman's carry to the mat and an Irish whip and a Japanese arm drag I have just called a normal arm drag an Irish whip as well. So uh, maybe keep all the Gordon Soliisms to myself for the time being. Although I could have been drunk for this. That's a terrible impression, isn't it? So Johnny B is definitely, definitely leading the proceedings here, which doesn't seem that surprising. Whip to the corner and a drop toe hold. And into a leg lock there. Very nice. Will we get an early submission here, guys? Who knows? No, we've got the ropes. And Tony Schiavone is an, an excellent commentary guy. He really is, um, especially around this time of year. In 1993 WCW. I know I've kind of ragged on him a lot on episodes of um, Tank Talks recently. And he did lose his mojo for a bit. Oh, and there it was. We got the Tutti Frutti and the 1-2-3 for Johnny B. And that was awesome. Oh, and he plants a kiss on Danny Deese. One of his adhesive kisses, of course. But there he is. Uh, he, I won't make any more aspersions. Let's just say he's an equal opportunities Kisser. Oh, and we've got a magazine segment from what I can only assume is a pompadour haircut on a body. Terry Gilliam, apparently. No, he was in Deep Purple, Tony Gilliam. Oh, and here's Eric Watts. Blah, 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 blah. I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish. Kill me now. Please run me over, Ryan Anderson. So it turns out that this guy is in the semi-finals for the TV title tournament. Uh, 
and I think he's facing Vinny Vegas. So um, hopefully Vinny Vegas uh, sticks some concrete out shoes on him and buries him in the sea. And there he is, Vinny Vegas, like a Mack truck. Yeah, you've got nothing to be afraid of. It's Eric Watts' STF, mate. It's not good. Not good. And I hope it's a punch that kills. Oh, so we're going to get it next. So this is the semi-final match, and it's the final match for the Anderson Conference, it seems. So the winner of this match goes on to face the winner of the semi-final match that is being played out on main event. So that should be cool. I'm assuming that Paul Orndorff's involved on that side of things. And Jesse and Tony are just talking about the match there. Uh I've got to say, Jesse is very much looking like the divorced single dad uh, that only had those three items of clothing on his person, but had somewhere to be. Bless him. He really didn't care what anyone thought of him, did he? So we've cut straight to the ring, and this is indeed a match in the World TV Title Tournament. And we've got a 10 minute time limit, so hopefully it should be mercifully short. Unless we have got any Eric Watts fans out there. Um, and if we do, I just have to say, what the hell is wrong with you? There's Vinny Vegas. Give him the win right now, please. And there's Eric Watts, looking every bit like a man who has no right being there. But here we go. Hopefully we'll have some nice comedy offensive maneuvers from him just to lighten the mood um gotta say though he looks like he's uh, smuggling some prime quality luncheon meat in those jacksies there goodness me now they're tight and we get a lock up to start and uh actually eric watts has got some quite underrated size on him compared to vinnie vegas i wasn't expecting that you never think really when a guy's as monumentally terrible as Eric Watts is. You never really consider that he actually had the size for wrestling. And I know he's not really that bad a worker, but it's just the nepotism side of it for me. Irish whip from Vinny and a shoulder block and of course Eric doesn't sell it. And now he's having an attempt and again Vinny not selling the shoulder block now. And this is what I like. They've built Vinny Vegas over the last few weeks as, as more than just a, a wise-cracking comic character, uh, especially with Diamond Dallas Page not being around right now. Oh, and a crossbody from Watts for a cover only gets two, thankfully. And now he's trying to do whatever this is with his leg. But Vinny grabs the ropes. So, yeah, Vinny is really proving himself to have um, quite the serious side to him recently. Which is nice, he's been teaming with Big Sky, aka Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. Oh, and a headbutt to Eric Watts there in the corner. But I'm liking it, I'm liking this harder edge. Um, I'd like to see where it goes, to be honest. Maybe put himself in the shop window for uh, if his contract's going to expire. 
which could be cool. Oh, and uh, Eric with some kicks to the back of the knee. Actually, not a bad strategy from him there to work on Vinny's leg. And now he's using his knee to work the the inner knee there. Do you know what? I'll, I'll give Eric his due. He, he's actually not been bad when left to his own devices. Could it be that this guy's getting better in the ring on a week-to-week -week basis? Or could it just be that Worldwide is well edited? Who knows? But this is going really well. And it turns out the main event brackets are called the Mr. Wrestling 2 Conference. Which is cool. Um, so we're paying homage to two former champions in the NWA there. Whether they were TV champions, I don't know, to be honest. And I can't be asked to look it up. I'm sure UTT Rob will tell me. And the referee here has got a killer moustache. Gotta say, I, I love that. I, c I can never grow one, really. Because uh, even without the hair, if, if I've not got a beard attached to it, I, I kind of look like I hang around primary schools, you know, for fun, rather than just to pick up my kids. So, uh, we need to have the beard with it, really, so that I look somewhat respectable. Although the, um, the overworked dad tracksuit bottoms do give me some... Uh, some rather suspect looks from some of the mams, but never mind. Oh, and a nice boot to the sternum there by Vinny Vegas as he works his way out the corner. And he's really selling the effects of the leg there, which is nice. Gives Eric Watts a bit of a credible side. And now Vinny's working a, a chin lock. But Eric, he's doing his best to power out of it. And he's up. Oh, no. And Vinny brings him back down again. And he's really cinching the headlock in now. And Eric looks like he's flagging. Could it be? Could we see a, a man get strangled on television? No. No. And Eric's up. Eric is up. And elbows to the abdomen there. And he's broken the hold. Whip to the ring and a sunset flip attempt. And he gets it, but only for two. And Vinny is up. And a clothesline with some real stank on that. Come on, Vin lad, walk it off. Walk it off. Get yourself the win here, pal. And he's rolling the dice, but going for a pin. But only two. Yeah, you're not going to win like that. If you give your opponent too much time. And a backbreaker with authority there from Vinny. And we'll go for the cover again. But you see, he's still not, still not cinching the leg. Still not getting the leverage there. And a brutal body slam there. And then we get in for... Oh, an elbow drop off the ropes. And here comes Van Hammer. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got our first guest of the show uh, do please welcome along to the acceptable in the 90s new year watch along my daughter ruth madeline good morning sweetheart are you okay yeah. lovely so big meaty daddy is just doing a watch along for the meat ciders for the new year special of acceptable in the 90s and Vinny is now distracted by van hammer causing eric watts to get the schoolboy pin and you know what it's not a bad match not a bad match at all, but here comes Vinny 
to get a mark of revenge and Van Hammer comes out to defend him. Looking every bit like a Jersey cow in that shirt, isn't he, sweetheart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's nice. So, unfortunately, guys, it looks like the Van Hammer-Vinnie Vegas feud is going to rumble on over the next few weeks. Uh, I will endeavour to watch as little of that as possible. But Vinnie at least gets the moral victory there. But good for Eric. And, of course, he will face the winner of the finals of the Mr Wrestling 2 bracket, whoever that may be. But, of course, I'm not going to watch two Eric Watts matches in sequence. So just a spoiler alert for you, Paul Orndorff is your new WCW World Television Champion. I might have already given that away on a previous recap anyway, but Tony Giovanni cuts us to the ring for Ric Flair in an interview segment. And oh me, oh my, since he's come back, he has been the absolute A-star that WCW have been reaching out for. Although he does have a grandma's haircut, doesn't he, Ruthie? Yeah. Yeah, he does. But Ric Flair is a man that's always exuded style. Oh, Missy Hyatt getting dragged away there. It's good to see that they're carrying this storyline on. Um, hopefully we'll find out what she has to tell him at some point. I hope they save it for Saturday night, though, so I can talk about it on the show. But we're in for an interview segment. She wants to live the legend, apparently, boys and girls. And I've got to say, one of the things I've loved about Ric Flair being back is he's building up all the other guys around him as well in his interviews, kind of. He's not denigrating anybody. He's building up that there's people in this company who are kind of due to meet him again. And that they all want to be recognised as number one, but they've got to go through him. And that's the absolute quality of Ric Flair. Like, this is his company, isn't it? And it's just great. It really is. Like, you just can't wait for this guy to get back in the ring. And obviously he can't for a while. Uh, obviously, I don't know how many of you will know this, but his existing contract with WWF stated that he couldn't just appear in the ring straight away so this is a very clever ploy from WCW to build up the mystique of the character before he's actually able to do anything and of course they've restarted his partnership with Arn Anderson as well and here he is to add his golden voice and words to proceedings very very underrated talker was Arn Anderson and of course an excellent worker I like his tie. You like his tie? Yeah. It is a fantastic tie. So for those of you that don't do watch-alongs but still like to listen, Ric Flair has got the greatest tie I've ever seen. It's like a, well, it's literally like a tie-dye tie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And of course it comes um, Little Meaty Ruth approved as well. So there we go. Very nice. Oh, and it's nice to know that Arn Anderson is still after Eric Watts, which is good. They've kept the storyline going, and uh, we might see a man die in the ring. So that could be fun. Die? No, not really, sweetheart. So I need to bring you up, up to speed, but uh, Daddy doesn't particularly like Eric Watts very much. He's a, a wrestler that 
I just don't particularly rate and I'd like Arn Anderson to, to beat him in the ring basically but not die that wouldn't be very fair to him would it uh huh and of course throwing up the four fingers there and yes Ruth can see the little sound waves of my voice on the recording software and there we are both Arn and Flair throwing up the symbol of excellence there, hinting at a future stable coming back, which could be absolutely cool. And hopefully we will get to that as the weeks go on. And we're back from the break now with our next match. And I think we're getting out the quintessential franchise of WCW himself. Yes, the man called Sting. And again... The sequins Whoa. department in the WCW wardrobe going overtime. Look at that jacket, Ruthie. You'd wear one of those around the house, wouldn't you, sweetheart? Yeah. yeah, you really would. And I wonder who he's facing. Oh, he's facing everyone's favourite purple-clad fat jobber named Fred Avery. Fred Avery. Well, Sting has to face the ultimate challenge there. The absolute might and technical capacity of the greatest wrestler in the world for 1993, Fred Avery. And look at Sting's face paint, Ruth. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think next time we go to a, a face painting, you can say, oh, give me the stinger, baby, and that's what they'll give you? Yeah. I think you'd look awesome. We could get your hair cut like that and all, couldn't we? I don't you... want to look like you don't want a flat top? Oh, flipping heck. But you see, Ruth, this is one of the reasons why Big Meaty Daddy loves the 90s wrestling scene so much, especially the early 90s, because look at all those bright colours and, and neon stuffs as Sting is peppering Fred Avery with body slams galore, three in a row. And who do you think is going to win this match, Sweet Pea? Sting. Sting. Well, you could be right, who knows? But he's certainly showing his power there, isn't he? Picking up the much bigger opponent with his body slams there, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, and an Irish whip to the corner. And it is an Irish whip this time, guys. And the first stinger splash of the night. Oh, and straight into the scorpion deathlock as well. And he cinched it and it's in. And the immediate submission victory for Sting there. So you were right, Ruth. He wins. Yeah. Yay, indeed. And the man called Sting ends his month of March 1993 with style. And hopefully that victory will keep him in the WCW world title picture. And here again we see on the replay. So coming in for the Stinger Splash... Great elevation there. Before setting up for the Scorpion Deathlock in what can only be described as a massive upset victory there. And good on you, Stinger. Good luck climbing the ranks. There we go. And... Coming up, we have got our World Tag Team Title Contest. 
And we are literally cutting straight to that. So the Hollywood Blondes are already in the ring of flying Brian Pillman and stunning Steve Austin. And out come our WCW World Tag Team Champions, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Shane Douglas. Coming out to Ricky Steamboat's theme. So tonight, they're both men of values and family men. But only one of them is a dragon. And Ruthie, I'm not saying that women don't want to go home with him, but he won't give in, because he is a family man. He loves his wife and son, and does the best he can. Hmm. Yes. And again, the tassels department of the WCW wardrobe are also uh, going over time with that jacket. So what do you think, Ruth? Are we going to get new tag team champions tonight? Yeah. Ah, well, maybe we'll see. But we've got plenty of time with this being the main event. We are 21 minutes and 16 seconds in as of the timer. And this episode is 42 minutes and 53 seconds long. So at the very least, we are going to get some time on this match. And we're getting Steve Austin and Ricky Steamboat to start. And of course, Ruthie, you've never seen Steve Austin with hair before, have you? Uh-huh. So that shows you how old this is. So there's no beer drinking. There's no stomping mud holes in people's tushies. It's just a smooth, old school style worker with technical ability and class taking it to another technical worker with class. Oh, and of course there are the technical slaps in the face there. Like an episode of Dynasty in the Ring. Oh, and a roll through pin only gets two. And Austin counters with the tights, and again two. And now we come for a sequence of chops from the dragon, and a knee to the abdomen by Austin, who then throws Steamboat out of the ring. But quickly back in with a plomb. Some crisscrossing in the ring. Oh, and a wonderful back body drop from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat there. And a drop kick to the chest. Catching Douglas in the corner. Oh, and now Ricky catches Pillman. Oh, and Steamboat definitely laying his stall out here, isn't he, Ruth? Uh-huh, indeed. And now time for the double team there. Oh, and a wonderful double hip toss. And an assisted splash from Steamboat and Douglas there. And now Douglas and Austin are in the ring together. And we get the armbar. Keeping Austin grounded. And the champs are getting the early portion of this match here. And Shane Douglas was a really underrated worker at this point in WCW. He he has yet to find his feet as a singles competitor, which he will do in ECW by the end of the year. But this team with Steamboat was a great opportunity to showcase Shane Douglas as one for the future. Oh, and the Blondes are now getting a... Mark of Revenge here. Pillman's in after the double team. And Douglas is going to have to fight and claw with everything that he's got. Vicious chops there from Pillman. Answered back with punches from Douglas. But he can't get out of that corner just yet. Oh, and now we've got Pillman working the inner thigh. 
trying to work the leg. Oh, but he gets kicked into the corner. And a schoolboy, oh, only gets two. Oh, and if, if things had gone my way in WCW, I could have seen Pillman and Douglas being the standard bearers for the company over the next few years. But, of course, we know it doesn't work out that way. But... I think the ones with the stars on their pants are going to win. You think the ones with the stars on their pants are going to win? Okay, so they're the Hollywood Blondes. And they're one of Big Meaty Daddy's favourite teams in WCW. And um, I'd like them to win the titles as well, sweetheart. Got to keep the mystique alive for the kids. Don't anybody shout this out because she's got excellent hearing and she will hear you. Even from as far afield as York or Maidstone. So please don't ruin it for her, guys. And Steamboat's back in. Sorry, I'm not doing a very good job of commentary there, but it's hard to. It's, the pace is so quick. And Pillman here showcasing his athleticism, but he gets caught into an inverted atomic drop. Whip into the corner. And a back suplex from Ricky Steamboat there. And are you enjoying this match, sweetheart? Yeah. Oh, and a slingshot splash by Douglas. But only a two count. Oh, and Pillman just misses the chance to tag in there. Oh, and that's unfortunate. So after the break, and Austin is back in. And Douglas is fighting with everything he's got to try and get to the corner. But Austin is doing his best to prevent it. Oh, no, and he's out of the ring. Austin is out, but only through the second rope. So it's not a disqualification victory. For those of you that don't know, in late NWA, early WCW, if an opponent in a title match was thrown over the top rope, it would be an instant disqualification but of course, we've not got any top rope actions there. Back in the ring, and the cover only gets two for Douglas. And Austin there with the classic heel tactics, trying to call a timeout. And then a punch to the Jaffers to set up the Irish whip. Oh, and an abdominal stretch from Douglas. Applying the pressure there. And Austin will feel that all the way down through his bladder and scrotum area as well using my urology nurse knowledge there and Austin is definitely planted firmly and a tag to Steamboat who now comes in and he continues with the abdominal stretch as Douglas goes to get a breather and the fluidity of these two teams I mean these two teams have had some excellent matches that have been showcased unacceptable I believe this may be their rubber match so hopefully there'll be a definitive winner in this match. And it's not just going to be one of those TV matches where it ends in a draw or some kind of schmoz win. Oh, and Austin finally getting the hip toss to get out. Oh, but Steamboat is still taking control and he reapplies the abdominal stretch. And Austin really needs to try and find a way to his corner here. But Steamboat manages to tag Douglas in now. And we continue to work the abdominal stretch. And normally this isn't something that I would go for in a match. But I've got to say, this is really entertaining. And really clever from the champs as well. Oh no, and Austin manages to cinch the leg. 
and catch an elbow and Pillman is in with authority as Shane Douglas headbutts flying Brian's foot that was clumsy of him and then chops and an Irish whip reversed by Douglas but the shoulder tackle downs Douglas oh and a gorilla press slam from Douglas there and now it's Pillman's time to beg off but no time for some corner punches but only for eight Close line fails, but catches him on the follow-up. And Douglas is on fire here, Ruth, catching Austin as well. I think Douglas is going to win. You think Douglas is going to win now? Oh, you're changing your mind. Oh, and Steamboat in now. Showcasing some of those karate-style chops. As only a... I don't know, what is he, Hawaiian? As only a Hawaiian can, apparently. But you know, he looks a bit ning 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 ning. So therefore, a bit of casual racism there for you folks from WCW, not me. But the cover only gets two. Owen Pillman fighting to the corner, but no. Chin lock applied by Steamboat. This is fun. This is a fun match. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And I hope guys that this Joey Styles style solo commentary is helping your enjoyment although why would anybody want to listen to Big Meaty Cool over Jesse the Body Ventura oh and here we go and Pillman doing his best to fight out and we've got some kind of a, a standing surfboard manoeuvre here now from Steamboat working the back but Pillman is to his feet and can hopefully cinch out of this as quickly as he can Maybe some type of a reversal backslide. No, and Steamboat has got it back. And he's back in the cinch now. Oh, come on. Come on, Pillman. Get the tag in. Oh, no. And Douglas with the tag. Onto the top rope. And an axe handle with authority. And Pillman is down close to the corner, though. Oh, and he manages to get Douglas into the corner now and tags in Austin. And we get a cacophony of chops and kicks there, softening up the future franchise. And headbutts to the opposite corner now. As Austin starts to set his stall out. Another headbutt there. And more working of the inner thigh. I've changed my mind again. You've changed your mind again. I think the ones with the stars on the pants are going to win. You think the Hollywood Blondes are going to win? Well, you need to commit, sweetheart, because there's only around ten minutes left of this match. So we need to see a lot could happen at this time. Oh, and a beautiful roll through their pin attempt. Oh, and now Pillman... Pillman throttling Douglas with the towel. And this is blatant cheating, referee. Don't focus on Steamboat. Focus on what's going on outside. Oh. And the heel's out just in time. And now Austin working on Douglas with the boot. And can Douglas find a way past this? 
And the referee tied up with Austin again. Oh, and boots to the face there. And Douglas is down. He's on the mat. And Pillman is out with a towel again. Come on, referee. Pay attention. And now Douglas back in the ring after the break. But Pillman wisely manages to get Ricky Steamboat off the apron with a thunderous clothesline. And now Pillman. Oh, and Steamboat moves out of the way there of that attempted splash. And now Austin has the towel. And Douglas is getting worked on something chronic. Oh, and Douglas really needs to find something here if he's going to win this match. But Pillman's back in. And hopefully we're going to get something decisive here. And indeed, Jesse, they are inches away here. Body slam and a tag in. And a slingshot splash. Oh no, and Douglas rolls out of the way. Excellent telegraphing there, as no one does a slingshot quite like Douglas. Irish whip though. And a bear hug from Austin in the ring. And that will really be working on that injured abdomen and rib area of Douglas. And there's Douglas with the punches. To the hug, to the bear hug. Yeah. So it's quite a devastating move. Um, so Douglas has been in most of this match, sweetheart. So he's already quite gassed. And then they've been working on him outside the ring with those boots and working on his breathing with the towel. Oh, and a slam down as Douglas went for the pin there. And now Austin trying to catch a breather himself. And these guys are all over the champs, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. I think you could be right, Ruth. What's the bear hug So the bear hug is to just take out some more air from the opponent to wear them down so that their energy levels are depleted in the hope that when it comes to a pin, they won't have the energy to kick out, you see. Oh. Yeah. It's quite clever, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Austin there, trash-talking Douglas... Keeping him isolated. Oh, and Douglas grabs him for punches. But he's still isolated there. Oh, no. And he's, he's out towards his side now. Hits a quick side suplex. But he cannot get the energy to get to his partner. Will he be okay? Potentially. Austin tags in. And now we need... No. And the tag thwarted for the champs. And a side suplex from Pillman to Douglas. Cocky pin. Only gets two. Come on, Pillman. This is a champion we're talking about. You've got to have more about you than this. Uh. And are we going to see something high risk here? I don't know. As Pillman goes to the top rope. With a bit of leverage from Austin. With a splash. Oh, uh. and Douglas gets the knees. Thwarted there. And now Douglas has to find something from deep within, some intestinal fortitude, if you will, in order to get to his partner. But it's going to be hard, as he's in the wrong side of the ring. He's in the opposite side to where Ricky is now. And come on, Douglas. Let's do something. Austin with the tag first, though. Oh, and he misses the opportunity there to take Douglas down again. 
but Douglas is still on the mat. All of that punishment from the challenges has done a real number on him, but here's Douglas fighting to his feet, and this poor picture quality makes him look like a young Alexander Hammerstone. Oh, and he's got the tag, and in comes Ricky with authority, with punches to Pillman, chops to Austin, more punches, more chops. And here he is like a house of fire, slams to the challengers, a drop kick to Pillman, a drop kick to Austin. And Ricky Steamboat this is clearing house. It's getting interesting indeed, big meaty Ruth. And a double knocking knocker there, knocking knocker even. And Austin is reeling and he's thrown to the outside. Steamboat here now working on Pillman, who is the legal man. Going for a, a superplex, perhaps. Both men on the top rope. Hooked the leg. And a superplex. And that's a beauty. As if we'd expect anything less from Ricky the Dragon. And he's going to the top rope. To the opposing corner. He's climbing. Is he going for a splash here? And he is. The flying body press. Only gets two. Oh, and Austin misses the opportunity to take Steamboat out there. And catches his own partner with the elbows. But the referee is now distracted. Come on ref. And only two. Well done there. Excellent distraction piece from Austin. Regardless of my thoughts on this referee. He needs to pay attention. Oh and an excellent plancher there. From Douglas to the outside. Catching Where's Austin Daddy? with punches. I think he's asleep love. Yes, Littlest Meaty Cool is still asleep. The joys of Christmas, you wear your children out early. Irish Whip reversed by Steamboat. But they've collided and Steamboat is tied up in the ropes. And Austin on the outside, waffling Steamboat with the belt. And he is out for the count. Austin in, places Pillman on top. And that's the three count. Ladies and gentlemen, we have new WCW World Tag Team Champions. Flying Brian Pillman, stunning Steve Austin, the Hollywood Blondes. And Ruth, your Bobby the Brain Heenan style changing predictions were correct. There are your new champions, sweetheart. And how do you feel about that? You love Steve Austin, don't you? Yeah. So how did you like him as a... As a baddie with a haircut. What did you think to him there? Because he's funny. He is funny, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's always funny when you waffle your opponent in the back of the head with a heavy metal object, isn't it? <laughs> but there's your new champions. And we might still have some time on this programme, folks. We might have three minutes. I wonder if there's time for a interstitial piece or some waffling from Tony and Jesse. Or maybe even both. But ladies and gentlemen, your champs embrace. Oh, and it's a WCW magazine with Tony Gilliam. Not Terry Gilliam. X Deep Purple and Black Sabbath. But that haircut is glorious. And if he had the little tash, I'm sure he would look just like his rock star brother. And that's quite a boring tie there, isn't it, Ruthie? Really? Yeah. So it looks like next week we have... Marcus Alexander Baff Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio in tag team action. Baff Bagwell, that would have been a gimmick and a half. But there we go, these guys are growing on me as a team as well. 
Oh, and we've got the British Bulldog. I'm going to say a lot of rubbish, and I'm sure at some point, or oh, just have, I'll mention Big Van Vader over here in WCW. And I'm going to beat you right now and take your title, because I am here to be the champion. Feel the bite of the Bulldog. You want a burger? I like his haircut. He's got an excellent haircut there. You could have it if you had hair. I could have the British Bulldog's haircut if I had hair, but sadly I don't. But I could always keep the beads in my pocket, couldn't I, sweetheart? Yeah. A reminder of a happier time. Thank you, Tony Gilliam there, for the WCW magazine, which was actually a video piece and not an actual magazine. But never mind. And we're back from the break, and Tony is with our new champions. Oh, and you've got to love those smug <coughs> smiles from the Hollywood blondes, don't you, little meaty cool? <laughs> and there's Jesse, and I could grow that haircut that Jesse's got actually you might not see it very well sweetheart but he's got long hair at the back and bald head all over I think I should grow that what do you think yeah yeah do you think I can get away with it yeah awesome and as much as I hate to talk over a Hollywood Blondes interview um oh you just that is the best image that's the perfect way for me to close out 2022 as a watcher of classic wrestling have you never seen a sight more beautiful in your life, Ruth? No. Exactly. It's amazing, isn't it? Although Tony Schiavone doesn't seem to like it very much. I think he's already gone to sleep. He's bored already. You can just picture what he's thinking, can't you? Goodness me, I hate wrestling. Can I not just go work in a coffee shop already? Or speak to a £400 guy about how much I hate wrestling? <laughs> can, I, can I not agree with an orange man called Taz... And a man that wears a suit and a mask, but still looks like a mucky bumhole. <laughs> Can I not just take the money and run? Can I not just hate my job? I wish I was commentating on baseball. I love baseball. And Batman. And Britt Baker. Tony Schiavone, <coughs> baby! <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, I think we are done. And this has been the 27th of March 1993 episode of WCW World Championship Wrestling Worldwide. Thank you for watching. I'm sure Dan will be up shortly. But this portion of the podcast comes to an end. So, Big Meaty Daddy and Little Meaty Cool will now cut to future Big Meaty Daddy... Coming to you from his bedroom. So long, everybody. Thank you, Big Meaty Cool from the past. And there you have it, kids. That was worldwide. Certainly much different to what Danny and I covered for the lovely lads at Unbooking the Territory. And of course, what would any canon episode of Acceptable be without my final thought? <laughs> Worldwide is a programme that I wish had a presence on the WWE Network. Not just for the youthful memories that it brings back, 
but also for shows like this. This episode was fantastic, displaying a combination of star building coupled with a cracking pay-per-view quality main event that deserves to be showcased in a far better picture quality. This title change is a long time coming, but the story was built perfectly, with Austin and Pillman being depicted as the brash young upstarts looking to take what they want. I now want to see more worldwide on this show, and on the network as well. So guys, the star of the night is shared this week by both teams of the Hollywood Blondes and Steamboat and Douglas. Yes, I know it's a cop-out, but these guys put on a clinic in how to build a quality tag team contest, and the meat siders know that I am gay for tag teams. As for match of the night, well folks, take a wild guess. That's right, it's Sting versus Avery. <laughs> Only joking, it was of course that tag title main event. Dudes, you need to watch this match. It's banging! The highlight of the night was of course the culmination of the Blondes climbing to the summit of the World Tag Team title ranks. A well-deserved end to the story for one of the most underrated tag teams in wrestling history. And the low light of the night is the crushing realisation that I gave an Eric Watts match a positive review. Hopefully normal service will be resumed and Arn Anderson will get to murderise him. Well gang, I hope you've had a solid six stars in the Tokyo Dome Christmas and have a very happy and safe new year. Acceptable in the 90s will return in two weeks and I do mean it this time, to look at the first ever Raw After Wrestlemania as we dissect the fallout from Las Vegas, if you'll pardon the pun. However peeps, in the meantime and in between time, stay beefy, Meat Cider!